You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. We gather together Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. with something for all people and all ages. Or you can join our live stream at 10 a.m. To find out more about what's going on here at Jewel City Church, visit jccwv.org slash events. In this podcast, we're going to hear a message from our congressional care pastor, Aaron Caton. Has God been good to anybody? Huh? Amen. 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 Well, we have went through a great seven-week series, right? Built for battle. I pray that you take it to heart just as I take it to heart, that we have been mentored greatly in the last seven weeks. You know, the adversary can throw things in your way, but if you're not prayed up, if you're not dressed up, you're going to stumble and go backwards, and we don't want that. You know, yesterday I was walking, jogging, walking, and I came across some nails and screws in the road. And at any given time, somebody could have drove over that. It could have went in their tire and created a problem for them. And that's exactly what the adversary wants to try to do to each and every one of us. He wants to just lay something out there that's going to make us trip up, right? But see, we, we've been built. We learned things today that we need to stay in prayer so we don't stumble over those things, right? Amen. I hope tonight this message falls right in line. The title of the message, I hope it's on the screen because I forgot it. (laughs) I believe it's where you take up your mantle. Amen. I know everybody's tired, but will you stand with me for the reading of God's word? Second Kings chapter two, verse 13. He took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of Jordan. So 2 Kings chapter 2. And it came to pass when the Lord would take up Elijah into heaven, a whirlwind that Elijah went with Elijah from Gilgal. There's revelation given to Elijah that, that he is going to be taken. The Lord has spoken to him. He's got that intimate relationship with him that the Lord God is saying, today, I'm going to take you up. They both travel from Gilgal. And Elijah said unto Elijah, tarry here. I pray thee, for the Lord has sent me to Bethel. And Elijah said unto him, as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they went down to Bethel. And the sons of the prophet that were at Bethel came forth to Elijah and said unto him, knoweth thou that the Lord will take away thy master from thy head today? And he said unto them, yea, I know it, hold your peace. Elijah has even been granted the enlightenment that his master, his, his mentor, his, his trainer is going to be taken away from him today. He's got 50 prophets that are telling him. They've also got revelation from the Lord. Hey, your master is going to be taken away from you. And he says, please be quiet. And Elijah said unto him, Elijah, tarry here, I pray thee. For the Lord has sent me to Jericho and said, as the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. So they came to Jericho. I don't know if Elijah is trying to test his faithfulness. I don't know if he's just trying to say, are you going to follow me all the way? Are you going to follow me all the way to the end today or not? Are you going to leave me? He hasn't been past the mantle yet. So he knows that the mantle is still to be passed. And the sons of the prophet that were at Jericho came to Elijah and said unto him, Knoweth, knoweth thou that the Lord will take away thy master, thy, thy head today? And he answered, Yea, I know it. Hold thy peace. Another 50 prophets have told him. Now listen, I don't know about you, but I get close to people. 
We just lost a brother in Christ, Ivan Van Order. And in the last three weeks, I was almost there every day. And it's got worse and worse and worse. My heart started breaking. Even though I know that he's in glory, even though I know that he stepped into eternal life, it broke me just a little bit every day. He's not in any more pain. There's no more cancer. He's on the streets of gold. But my flesh, my heart, it troubled me just a little bit every day. And I can only imagine Elijah going, shh, it's troubling my heart that my master is leaving me today. And Elijah said unto him, Terry, I pray thee here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho, to Jordan. And he said, as the Lord liveth and as the soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And they, they too went up. And 50 men of the sons of the prophet went and stood to view afar off. And they too stood by Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle and wrapped it and smote the waters. And they were divided hither and thither so that they too went over on dry ground. Imagine that. You have such a great relationship with the Lord God Almighty that he'll keep you dry. That you smoke the water and you're just able to walk through Mary. That, 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 that relationship is what pastor's been talking about. We get armed and dangerous. We get dressed in the, in, the, in the full armor of God and we get that prayer relationship that we get so intimate that when we face the day of trouble, we're able to just look at it and ask the Lord to move it and it moves in the name of Jesus, right? That's what he's doing. Verse 11, and it came to pass as they still went on and talked that behold, there appeared a chariot of fire and horses of fire and parted them both asunder and Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. Imagine that. Can you imagine that? You're standing there with your master. You're standing there with your servant. Listen, it's not a story. There's times that we read the Bible and it becomes just a story to us. We got to look at this as God of wonders, the God of miracles. They're standing there. They're walking side by side. A chariot of fire splits them. And sometimes we just read over what the Lord God does. He sent a fiery chariot and a horse-drawn carriage with fiery horses to get his servant. How'd your master die? My master didn't die. My master took the hottest ride to heaven. He jumped on a fiery chariot in a whirlwind and up he went. How would you like to be able to say that? Huh? Pastor Robert didn't die. I saw a chariot of fire come down with horses on fire and took him in a whirlwind straight up to heaven. Huh? To me, that'd be pretty cool, I think. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof. And he saw him no more. It broke his heart. He's crying out. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. The grieving process. When we lose somebody we love, when we lose a mentor, the grieving process. He rents his clothes. He's hurt. His heart is breaking. But what does he do? He took up the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan. Verse 14. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither, and Elijah went over. All he did was trust the word that he was going to get the double portion. All he did was pick up the mantle, and he said, I'm going to test this out. And the Lord God of Elijah, where are you? And he smote the waters. Let me tell you about Elijah. 
The prophet Elijah, his name means God is Jehovah. Elijah was a Tishbite from Gilead. He was a prophet and a miracle worker who lived in the northern kingdom of Israel during the reign of King Ahab. Elijah, he's zealous for God. He's on fire for the Lord God Almighty. He's upset that the people of Israel have broken the covenant. Man, I don't know about you, but it upsets me that America has broken the covenant, I feel like, with God. They tore down their altars and they killed off all the prophets of God. And he believes that he is the only prophet left and that they're trying to kill him. Elijah has done great miracles. He told King Ahab that it would not rain and it didn't rain for three and a half years. He said, I can hear the abundance of rain. And he sent a servant up the mountain seven different times. And the kid came back down the first time. He said, there's no rain. He said, go back again until the seventh time. And he says, I see rain coming. He was fed by the ravens. He could hear and he multiplied the meal and the oil for the widow. He resurrected a boy, fire from heaven, consumed the burnt sacrifices. These aren't just stories. These are testimonies of what God can do for us. He called up the prophets of Baal. He said, King, get your prophets of Baal, all 400 of them. We'll go up on the mountain. We'll, we'll choose. You choose which sacrifice you want, which calf you want. We'll build altars. We'll lay out the wood. We'll lay out the sacrifice. And then you call upon your God. And as they called upon a God morning, noon, and evening, he started making fun of him. Hey, maybe your God's asleep. Maybe your God's busy working with somebody else and he can't deal with your problem yet. And as it grew on, he said, maybe you should shout a little louder so your God will rain down fire. By evening, he's done. He said, Lord God of Israel, send your consuming fire. But before he even asked that, he made him pour water on the altar on the sacrifice three different times. He dug a trench. All the water lay in the trench and God sent the fire and dried it all up, burned up the altar and the sacrifice, proving that there's a God in Israel. He ran 30 miles and outraced the chariot of horses. Fire from heaven consuming those that opposed him. How about that as an intimate relationship with God? He's up on the mountain, there's a new king, Ahazai, and there's a new king, right? And the king wants to talk to Elijah because Elijah has predicted his death. And he sends, he sends a captain and he sends 50 troops to him. And he says, man of God, the king wants to talk to you. And he goes, if I be a man of God, may fire consume you. And fire came down and consumed the, the, the captain and the 50. And the king was disappointed. So he sends out another, another captain and another 50. And he goes, man of God, come off the mountain. The king wants to talk to you. And he said, if I be a man of God, they fire consume you and fire consume that captain and the other 50. The king's still upset. He sends another captain and another 50. This captain got a little bit smarter. He said, man of God, have mercy on me and my platoon. Please don't consume us with fire. The king would like to talk to you. So please come off the mountain. And the Lord, the angel of the Lord, it says, spoke to him and said, go with him. You'll be okay. Hmm. Elijah has done great work for the Lord. He spoke him with boldness. He mocked and made fun of Baal and all the other false gods. He let there be known that there's a God in Israel and his name is Jehovah. As Elijah is coming to the end of his life though, God tells Elijah to anoint two kings and he also tells him to go and get Elijah, the one that will take his place. 1 Kings 19, 19 through 21 so he departed there and found Elijah, the son of Shaphite, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he was the 12th. That just means that there's 12 different groups going, and he's at the 12th one. 
And Elijah passed him by and threw his mantle on him. And he left the oxen and he ran after Elijah and he said, please let me kiss my father and my mother and then I will follow you. And Elijah said, he said to him, go back for what I have done to you. You may read that as Elijah's mad at him, but Elijah's just, Elijah is giving Elijah permission to, so, to go say farewell to his family. So Elijah slaughtered an auction. He made a feast and he gave it to the people. And then he followed after Elijah becoming his servant. Elijah tossed the mantle up on Elijah, symbolizing that he was to be trained up in the way of the prophet, that there would be an exchange of power. Elijah takes Elijah under his wing. He becomes his spiritual father, training up Elijah in what following the Lord God of Israel is all about. Calling out sin and evil. Trusting in the God of Israel for provision and for protection. I read in the commentary that they may have traveled together for eight years. I'm not sure, but I believe that they traveled together for a little bit of time. Second King chapter two, nine and 10. And so it was when they crossed over that Elijah said to Elijah, ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elijah said, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I'm taken from you, it shall be for you. Nevertheless, if you see me whenever I'm taken from you, it shall be for you. But if not, it shall not be so. Elijah is Elijah's spiritual father. Elijah has left everything and everyone to follow Elijah. Elijah has seen the power of God. He's seen the power of Jehovah. He knows the spirit of the Lord is upon Elijah. And as a son, he feels he has the right to ask for that inheritance from Elijah. The greatest thing that Elijah has to give is nothing else short but the spirit of the Lord. But what he gives him is the greatest gift Next to salvation, right? The spirit of the Lord in 2 Corinthians 3 and 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Elijah asked a hard thing. I'm not sure that even Elijah could grant that request. But he says, Elijah, if you see me taken from you, it shall be for you. The fiery chariot and the horses of fire suddenly appear and divide them. Elijah doesn't run off screaming like a little girl. He doesn't run. He stays boldly. Elijah is getting intentional with God. Elijah calmly boards his fiery chariot and starts on his way to heaven. And Elijah is crying out, my father, my father, the chariot and the horsemen of Israel. And as he's crying out, he's saying, I see you. I see you. I, I, I remember what you said to me. If I see you go, that mantle will fall. Mm. And he picks up the mantle. He grieved first. Then he picks up the mantle and he smokes the water. And he walks through on dry ground. Elijah carried the mantle of Elijah and the spirit of the Lord was with Elijah to the point where he's in a town and they came to him. And the water was terrible to where it was sickening the people. And he asked for a bowl of salt and he goes to the mouth of the water hole and he pours that salt in and the water's healed and the city can drink safely. A group of kids mocked his ball-headedness. Mocked his ball-headedness. And he cursed them. And two bears devoured them. Don't mess with God's anointed. 
Water-filled ditches without rain. There's an optical illusion. Increase of the widow's oil. Barrenness healed. Resurrected a boy. Healed Naaman. Discernment of Gehazi. The spirit of the Lord mixed with faith should give notice to me and you that we might be able to do greater works for the Lord God Almighty. Amen? Amen. Elijah performed 16 miracles. Elijah, on his 33rd miracle, a double portion, right? He did something mind-blowing. Do you know what he did? That's so mind-blowing. He is dead, and he still does a miracle. How much more should we be able to do as followers of Christ, as Christ lives in us, right? And we live for Christ. How much more should we be able to do? A dead man is laying in his tomb, right? Second Kings 13, 20 and 21. And Elijah died and they buried him and the bands of the Moites invaded the land of the coming year. And it came to pass as they were burying a man that behold, they spied a band of men. So I'm guessing these men see the Moabites and they are terrified and they cast the man into the sepulcher of Elijah. And when the man was let down, listen, I want you to understand that, that Elijah isn't just in there. He's bound up and wrapped in swollen clothes, right? He's wrapped in, in, the, in, in the funeral cloths, just laying there. And they toss this man in and the moment that his, his body hits those dead bones. He comes alive, amen. He comes alive. It says he revived and stood on his feet. And can I tell you tonight, that's exactly what the Lord Jesus Christ has done for us, that he has brought us alive, that while we were dead and trespasses and sin, that God gave his only begotten son, and he said, if you come to me, I'll bring life to you, I'll revive you, I'll restore you, I'll put a new person in you, that old man will be dead. Mm. Elijah revived a dead man. How much more will Christ revive us? Amen. Listen, when we were children of, of disobedience and lost as lost can be, he gave his only begotten son and by grace through faith we're saved, right? Amen. God raised us from the dead. He revived us, raised us up and seated us in the heavenly places with our Lord Jesus Christ. He says, our father in heaven has made Christ head over all things. What does that mean? He's head over all things. Christ is above principalities and powers and dominion and might of any kind and every kind. He is Christ alone and there is no one else. He is the head of the church, it tells me in Ephesians. He's the head. It says we are his body. Imagine that. Your head tells you everything that you need to know. That relationship with Christ as a body of believers, he's going to tell us everything we need to know. It goes back to that prayer, that intimate time with the Lord. We need it. We have to have it in order to do the things that God would have to us to do and work through us. Amen. He says, we are his body, the fullness of him. To me, that tells me we're not lacking anything. The fullness of him who fills all in all. Mm, how much limitation do we put on God? Because we're his body. We're his body. He says, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Luke 24, 50 and 51. And he led them out as far as to Bethany and lifted up his hands and blessed them. This is the Lord Jesus Christ. And it came to pass while he blessed them, he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Man, it reminds me of, of something we just talked about. The mantle has been passed to the disciples. 
Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Where is it at? All power in heaven and in earth. Mm. Go you therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I am. Man, I love that. I am with you always. I am with you always. I don't know if you know who the I am, but the I am is the I am. He's the great I am. He's the one that showed up before Moses and said, go, I'll tell you the words. I'll even provide Aaron for you because I'm the I am. You're making an excuse, but I'll give you a way because I am the I am. He says, I am with you always, even until the end of the world, even until your last breath. The I am will never leave you. He will never forsake you. It doesn't matter what you're going through. The I am will be with you as long as you're with the I am. As long as you're abiding in the vine, the I am will be with you. Amen? As Christ has commanded us, Mark 12, 30 and 31, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy strength. This is the first commandment. And the second is like, namely this, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than this. He said in Matthew 28, he said, go and teach, teaching them to observe all things, whatever I have commanded you. I mean, Christ has told us to teach and to baptize, teach them to observe what I've commanded you. There is the greatest two things that you could share with anybody. Love God with all your mind, heart, soul, strength, and to love your neighbor as you love yourself. Show them that Christ lives inside of you. As Elijah picked up Elijah's mantle, he knew there was more to Jehovah, the God of Israel. As you and I pick up the mantle of Jesus Christ, I hope you realize that there is more to Jesus Christ, that there is more to Jehovah, that there's more to Yahshua than what we think. If we read and we open up our hearts and minds and we see a chariot of fire that sets down with fiery horses, that there's more to God that he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly above what we think or ask. There's more to Jehovah. He's not just a God sitting on a throne waiting for us to mess up. He's more. He is real. He is alive. And he is head over the church. Amen. Elijah didn't just pick up the mantle. He didn't just ask for a double portion to sit down and look pretty. God picked Elijah. God has picked you and I for such a time as this. Philippians 1 and 6, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Are you confident in the one that saved you? I am confident in the one that saved me. I'm confident that he can redeem. I'm confident that he can heal and move in the miraculous. I have confidence in the Lord God Almighty. How do I have that? I read his word and it gives me the confidence. I hear the word and it stirs up the faith inside of me because faith comes from what? Hearing the word of God. It tells me in Romans that we already have a measure of faith. And if we keep hearing the word, it's just gonna keep growing, right? Matthew 16 and 19, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Listen, whenever you give keys, I didn't give keys to Trevor at age eight to go drive the vehicle. Keys represent authority. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosened in heaven. 
Keys are a symbol of authority. Christ has given us the power, the spirit of the Lord. It is our responsibility as the church to use the kingdom power that is granted unto us, right? Through the cross, through the life, through the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In Ephesians, it tells me the same power that works towards us. We just gotta believe that God is able to do the things that he says. Listen, we preach salvation. Why? To loosen those from sin. That's what he tells us. We have the power. He's given us the keys. So when we're preaching, when we're preaching salvation, we're loosening. The heart of those people are moving under redemption. They're walking away from the sin of their life because we're preaching the gospel that looses them. Mm. How about those that are bound with sickness? We preach healing to bind sickness and to loosen health. We preach it because we believe it. I believe, Rosie, whenever I read the gospel that there's a man at the pool of Bethesda for 38 years and he goes down and he says, hey, the water's come to you, right? I believe it. Do you want to be healed today? Do you want to be made whole? I know we get too comfortable. Maybe not the Sunday night crowd, but I feel like we get too comfortable. This altar, it brings a lot to God. Elijah told you, they tore down the altars. Why would they tear? Why would the devil tear down the altar? Because if you get to it, something's going to happen. If you boldly take a step of faith, something's going to happen. God's going to meet you right at that altar and your life's going to be changed forever. Forever. All you got to do is take a step of faith and say, I'm going to meet you right there. God is so good to us. That's why we preach these things. We bind sickness so that we can loosen health. We bind sin so we can loosen them in redemption and freedom. It's all right there. He tells us, I've given you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatsoever things you bind will be bound in heaven. And whatsoever things you loose on earth shall be loosened. Listen, and you might think I'm crazy. And I don't care. We're battling a situation right now with her brother. There's a diagnosis going on. And I ain't accepting the report whenever I was standing here worshiping. I heard the spirit of God tell me something. And I shared it with her because I'm believing I'm believing because I've been praying. I laid, I made an altar at my own house. I put a, I put a cross up and I lit a candle and I made my own altar on Friday morning. I laid before him and I just laid out and I cried out. I'm binding those things. I'm binding those reports. I'm not accepting those things. I'm loosening him for healing. That's who we are. We got to go with boldness. He preached it today. You all think I'm, I'm nuts because I got boldness. Listen, we got to have boldness to go before God. My son's got boldness to come before me. Whenever he stepped on a football field, he played with boldness. God has armed us to be bold and courageous, just as he told Joshua. He said, go. Be bold and courageous. He didn't say be weak back and whipped. No. He said, go, fight the battle. Mm. Whoo, glory. In closing tonight, if you'll stand with me, Elijah picked up Elijah's mantle and continued the work of the Lord. Will you, why, pick up the mantle as a disciple of Christ? It's because of the Spirit of the Lord is upon us and in us. You can read Luke 4, and I believe it's 18. Jesus said it himself. Maybe you just need to read that and speak it over yourself. And keep speaking it until you start believing that the Spirit of the Lord is upon you. 
There was nothing greater that Elijah could give Elijah. Christ Jesus has done the same with the Father. The Father took Christ home and he blessed us with the Holy Ghost. The more intentional we get with God, and I'm going to keep telling you all this, the more intentional that God will get with us. We need the Spirit of the Lord. It's where our, Lord, it's where our love, our joy, our peace, our rest comes from the fruit of the Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord is the fruit of the Spirit. We need all of it, just not some of it. There's nothing greater than Jesus giving his life so we could have eternal life. But he blessed us with the Spirit of the Lord. So pick up your mantle and fulfill the purpose which God has created you for. I don't know if you have the Spirit of the Lord or not, and I'm not asking you to close your eyes. But there's only one way to get the Spirit of the Lord, and that is to repent of your sins. And if there's any here tonight that's never asked Jesus Christ into your life, today is the day of salvation. I would encourage you to raise your hand, or I would encourage you to just come and ask him to come into your heart. It's the only way. He wants to fill you with his Spirit. He wants to be your Lord and Savior so that he can do great things through you. Let me remind you as followers of Christ. Matthew 11 and 28, Jesus says, Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. John 7 and 37, Jesus says, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. May I remind you that Jesus returned to the source. He went back to the Father in prayer. Read Mark, it's in there several times. He went back to the Father to get a fresh anointing, to get renewed so he could go out and do the work of the Lord. If you are in ministry, I encourage you to remember, come unto him. All those that are laboring, all those that are heavy laden, he'll give you rest. He says, if you're thirsty, come to him and he'll give you a drink. No matter what you're going through, don't forget to come back to the Father. Will you take up your mantle? In Mark 16, and go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. It doesn't matter what they look like. God is asking us, whether they're rich and famous, whether they're poor and needy, whether they're walking the streets out here, he's saying, go, go, share the gospel, share Jesus with them because it may save their soul. Just share love. That's what he's asking. I ask you tonight, would you meet the Lord at this altar? Maybe you don't know your purpose. Just ask him. Say, Lord, open up my heart that I may know what my purpose is today and the rest of my life. If you're a risk taker, I encourage you to come to this altar and say, Lord God, here I am. Send me. I will go. I don't know what your need is tonight, but as Pastor Kerry Leads us in worship, this altar's open. And I encourage you, if you have nothing else, come and give him thanks. Come and give him thanks. This altar's open. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. We gather together Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. with something for all people and all ages. Or you can join our live stream at 10 a.m. To find out more about what's going on here at Jewel City Church, visit jccwv.org events. 